Is this thing on? <laughs> tap, tap, tap. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello there. And welcome to the Psych Patient Podcast, episode two. A podcast where we talk about mental health and the different things that we all can do to help ourselves cope with our different mental health problems. Um, I'm here with April. Hello. And we are coming to you live from Maple Grove Hot Springs. And it's beautiful. We are looking out our window. It's snowing. There's a river flowing. We're in a cute little stone hut thing. It's very cozy. <laughs> April, we need to talk about how we know each other really quick. I think we met years ago through through my husband now husband yes yeah yes you were dating josh mm -hmm. can we say his name sure. <laughs> i guess we didn't talk about that either you were dating josh and i would hang out with josh and his friends all the time so we kind of met then but like we didn't ever hang out yeah then you threw a wedding party I didn't. But you didn't? Who, we showed who, up to that. We were both at the same wedding shower. Bridal shower. Bridal yeah. shower. And then we started hanging out after that. Yeah. Because we were like, well, I was like, she's freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I thought the same. <laughs> I'm going to hang out with I'm going to make her be my friend. Um, oh, and then we saw each other at the Bob Dylan concert. Oh, yeah. And... It's all history from there. Yeah. It's been 10 years. 10 years later. 10 years later, here we are. Um, okay, so before we get started, let's do a mood rating from 0 to 10. 0 being the worst, 10 being the absolute best. And then one word to describe your mood right now. In this current moment? In this current moment. Yeah, I feel like I'm probably like at a 7 or 8. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. But I'm here... Without my family getting a break and just yeah. enjoying the nature. So it's easy to be seven and eight in those circumstances. Yeah. yeah. What word would you use to describe your mood right now? I feel very relaxed and hopeful. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Okay. My mood rating, I think I'm at like a seven for the same reasons. Like we're out here in nature. It's been so nice and such a good like reset describing my mood well i'm a little anxious because mm. we're doing this oh yeah <laughs> but like other than that um i think i yeah relaxed is a good word for it because we've just been soaking in hot springs and it's been amazing why don't you kind of give us like a brief summary of kind of your mental health fight history kind of the things that um, you're having to consistently work on and battle and stuff. I feel like I've probably been dealing with depression since I was a teenager. Mm. I just didn't really have the awareness of what it was. And I also think when you're going through puberty, it can seem very overwhelming. Mm -hmm, all the for sure. shifts in hormones. But I feel like... With depression, it's weird because I can be like a really happy person, mm -hmm. but then I can also be really low and yeah. sad. Um, 
so I feel like I didn't really seek help until after my first pregnancy, after I gave birth to my son, I think is when I realized I had postpartum depression. Mm. And because I just, it was hard. It's hard becoming a mother and figuring that yes. out. So overwhelming. Yeah. And just speaking with my doctor, my um, OBGYN, she was like, you know, had me fill out this survey of like where I was at mentally and emotionally. And she's like, yeah, I think you probably are experiencing um, postpartum depression. I was like, okay. And so then I got on Zoloft after that. I was mm -hmm. prescribed. And then I got pregnant pretty quickly after that with my second child. But then it just seemed like after each pregnancy, I would experience like these like really lows mm -hmm. where it just like I couldn't handle anything. Um, so after each kid, I have four kids, I would be prescribed either Zoloft and then eventually I got on Prozac, which I really loved because mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel happy. Yeah. And then what happened was I, I would feel really happy and then I feel like my body adjusted to the Prozac. Yes. Totally. And then I would have to get a higher dose mm -hmm. and I kept having to get higher dosages mm -hmm. and then I was like okay this isn't really fixing the problem yeah um so after that I had a friend that was that had done ayahuasca and she was telling me about it and she's like I feel like this would be really good for you and I'm like um the little that I knew about it was just like that you take this medicine and then you throw your guts up. Yeah, you know? totally. I, was like, I, I know. Don't like that. I'm so scared to do that. <laughs> and so, and the other part of it, it's like if you're on any um, antidepressants, yeah, you kind of have to be off of them for like two months before you can, you know, enter into that or take receive that plant medicine. So that was a challenge, but like I decided to do it. And mm -hmm. I remember like the week before the ceremony, I almost like backed out because I just was feeling like just so irritable, so emotional, so sad and so like overwhelmed. Because well, coming off of antidepressants is so hard. Yeah. Like it's really freaking hard. Like it I haven't, you. yeah, like... I've tried to, and it's like, no, I, I need to go back on this, you know. It's really hard. It was it was a challenge. But then I went and I did the ceremony with ayahuasca, and I, it was amazing. I, like, for the first time in maybe a long time, but I just felt amazing. I That's awesome. truly loved myself. I was, like, just felt so good. How long do you think that lasted for? Like after the ceremony? It lasted a good while. Because I didn't even go back to another ceremony for like a year. Okay. But it wasn't like that. just that one ceremony was like the end all solution. Yeah. I think it just was a nice reminder of how I could feel. Mm -hmm. And how I could be. And like almost like shifting my views on my own mental health mm -hmm. or my depression 
Because I, I feel like these past years, it's not like it's gone away. Yeah. I just know how to handle it mm-hmm. better. You know? You know more of like what you need to do, what works for you. Kind of like your own little recipe for success. Yeah. 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 And I haven't gone back on any antidepressants since then. Mm-hmm. But I do use my own you have your own like medicine that yeah. you use. Yeah. Yeah. So I call April Mother Earth because <laughs> she's like the most wise and um, she just knows all the things. Like I always learn so much when I'm hanging out with April. And she's really good with plants and um, like lately she's been doing like flower arrangements that have been like super intentional and beautiful. And then, like, plant medicine. I always learn so much about plant medicine from her. So, um, do you want to tell us, like, your recipe for success right now? Like, what? Yeah. Um, right now, for the past, like, a year and a half, I've been utilizing cold plunges. I think that's kind of a big thing Mm -hmm. for everyone. Um, my husband's been doing it for, like, three years, and he kept telling me, like here's the benefits. You should do this. And I was just like, Oh no, I don't want to do that. And I think there was also something in me where I'm like, that can't be the answer. Yeah. That's too easy. It's too simple. Or like, if that was the answer, how come everyone's not doing it? Yeah. And then I think it is because it is hard. Like every time I step into my freezer, my little ice chest thing that I sit in for the cold plunge, I'm like, I have to hype myself up. Yeah. But I like always tell myself, I'm like, you can do anything hard for two minutes. Mm -hmm. Cause like, that's all I do. I sit in eyes for two minutes, like two to three times a week. And when I don't is when I, I noticed how my moods can go. Mm -hmm. I feel like it like naturally just really makes me feel good. And I don't know the science behind it. Mm Mm-hmm. You just know that it works. I just know that it does work. Yeah. And it's not instant. I think it does take a habit to to really sink in. Yeah, like you have to do it consistently to feel like the benefits of it. Yeah. You can't just like do it once and be like, hey, that yeah. was, here I am. Because I think that's the point. Yeah. But I've just noticed when I skip a few weeks and if I don't, like, that's when I get really, really low. Yeah. Where I'm like, life is very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So that's been really helpful. Yeah, that's amazing. I someday will try that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard, oh, but I, oh think, my gosh. I think it has to be mm-hmm. to make it worth it. Well, and the things that you have to do to, like, get through those two minutes, like, focus on your breathing mm-hmm. and, like, where you have to take your mind to, like, get through it. That's, like, its own form of meditation, I feel like. And so it makes sense that it's helpful. And then the fact, I mean, I don't know the science really either, but just the fact that it kind of, like, shocks your system, um, kind of like a reset. Yeah. And I know people do, like, three minutes or more, but, like, for me, two is the magic number. Yeah. And I'm like, if I don't need to do more, why would I? Yeah, exactly. Why why torture yourself (laughs) if you don't have to? I sit in there for two minutes, I catch my breath, and then I, like, sing a song. I love that. Because I think it just helps. Do you sing it out loud or do you sing sing it in your head? I sing it out loud. I love that. (laughs) And I usually sing, like, a song to the water, like a 
a water song and I you like make it up intentional as you go, well, no I like I've learned some okay s- sacred songs that yeah. I sing but I just also am like hoping those vibes go into the water and I'm getting like the top blessings that I can totally that experience. yeah like putting a lot of intention into it yeah yeah that's so cool I love that and then I guess the other kind of tool that I utilize is I utilize psilocybin mushrooms Mm -hmm. and I do the, I try to do like my own little ceremonies with it about once a month. And for me, that's a really good reset. Yeah. But when I, I don't, I'll also just like microdose and I feel like that's helpful too. Yeah. And so how do you microdose? Are you taking like, you have like little pills or you just take Um, like, you just measure out like a small dose yeah, you can grind them up and then encapsulate them, and then, you know, I weigh it to make sure that it's That's that right. it is a microdose. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I don't need to be tripping. Yeah, like the point of the I'll microdose is that you receive the benefits, but you're not really feeling or noticing, you know, the psilocybin. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like helping you, but you're not out of it. Yeah, kind totally. Of. You're very yeah. much aware. Yeah. And I remember someone that I know that has depression, and when they were doing mushrooms regularly, I could tell, like, a huge difference in just their general aura. Like, it was definitely helping, Mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. Um, Let's talk about, like, with plant medicine, how, like, how you need to be intentional and how it's important to, like... Not just, like, dive in head first. Like, you need to, like, do your research or you need to, like, be with people that know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. I think that is extremely important. Like, the set and setting is, like, will really contribute to your experience. Mm -hmm. And I also find intention Mm -hmm. is really helpful. But, yeah, definitely do your research. And I think... If you, if it is something that keeps coming up and you're seeking it, then yeah, maybe that is uh, a call to it. Yeah. If you want to phrase it that way. But I think just almost like trust your intuition with it too. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same for everyone. Like yeah. For some people it will work really well. And then maybe for other people it's, it's not going to be the right thing. I think that's always, like, an important thing just to know about yourself. Like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to be intentional with it. Um, and just see how it goes. Yeah. And then if it's not right for me, then I think you can kind of feel it. Well, and I think that is part of, like, dealing with your mental health is figuring out what works for you. Yeah. And it's then- so trial and error, which yeah. is what's hard. Like, it's too bad there's not, like... We can't just be like, okay, run a scan on me. Yeah. <laughs> Take my blood and tell me exactly what I What's need to do work? to not yeah. feel like shit, please. Yeah. Like, it's too bad that that's not an option. But yeah, it is trial and error, but it's like, yeah, the support system. Like, who do you feel like is your support system that like really, I don't know, helps you through like your, your tough times? Oh, my husband for sure. Yeah. Because he's just seen me dealing with this. Yeah. 
and where he will never fully understand or be able to experience what I'm experiencing. He sees it from the outside and just like how... I think just sad it probably yeah. seems, you know? Yeah. Well, and how real it is, too. Yeah. Like, when you're around it, it's... Like, even though you can't know how the other person is feeling, you can see how it's really, truly affecting yeah. someone if you're around it a lot. Yeah, I imagine being on the outside and not knowing how to help. But I think just through the years, he's just learned to kind of... He's just really good at holding space for me. So Which just so cool. being there, you know, and not, not really giving advice. I mean, he has, but just being there and kind of waiting it out. Until, yeah. Because it always does turn around. Mm-hmm. It runs its course. But it just, when you're in it, when you're in that really deep, dark space, it yeah. feels like you can't crawl your way out of there. Mm-hmm. Like I always kind of refer to it like sometimes it just feels like everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And then the avalanche comes and you can't get out. Yeah. It's like you're just buried and you're like just hanging on by a freaking string. Like, yeah. Cause like, especially with like suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's never like a slow progression. Mm -hmm. It really is just like an overwhelm of the moment and Mm -hmm. then you get trapped Mm -hmm. and it just seems like the only answer for relief would be to yeah commit suicide yeah even though that's not the answer but that's just how it feels in that moment it's like your brain is like it's it's like it's trying to save you from like the pain that you're feeling but in doing that it's also trying to kill you like it's just so backwards yeah do you feel like because you go on like lots of retreats and things like that using different kinds of plant medicine um And I'm guessing that's, like, the people that you meet through that probably provide, like, good support as well. Yeah, when, you know, I love to retreat. (laughs) I just, it's important for me to get time and space alone Mm -hmm. by myself. And so, yeah, I'll use certain retreats to do that, Mm -hmm. even if it is involving um, different plant medicines. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is, it's the integration after. Yeah. That's super challenging Mm -hmm. because I feel like life is really easy when you're alone by Mm -hmm. yourself and you don't have to worry about anything else and you don't have any of that outside chatter. It's really easy to be like positive and a good mood. It's Mm -hmm. when you get back home to your daily life and the responsibilities of, you know, for me, it's being a mother. Mm -hmm. That's what I've learned has been like the biggest challenge for sure. But like taking what you got from that retreat and then even having like the time or the energy to apply it. Yeah. Implement it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's taking time. Life's so busy. Yeah. It's like you get thrown back into it. Yeah. Just trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, for me, it's just important to take time. Mm-hmm. Like, I do a lot of different things. Like, in the morning, I'll do this, um, like, an, ener- an energetic shielding practice. And I feel like that's been really helpful. And then um, my husband teaches Qigong. And so he's he's taught me some different series about just, like, 
cultivating energy and working with your energy. And that has been super helpful. Yeah. And, you know, when you're doing Qigong, it doesn't feel like you're doing much. Mm -hmm. But it's, to me, I think it's all about your intention. Is it like slow movements mm -hmm. and like breath work? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff? Like I've never done it before. Yeah. So. It's like similar to like Tai Chi. Okay. You know? So it is, yeah, it's like certain movements for certain organs or certain chakras and that's so cool just like helping to maybe not be stagnant mm -hmm. and with your energy what did you call it uh energetic shield yeah what does that entail kind of like are you just kind of like trying to visualize yeah like a shield basically like covering you that like, other people's energy can't necessarily penetrate and bring you down or is that kind of exactly the and idea of it it's like i don't really want to go into every single detail about it but yeah i right. sit there and i do and i breathe and i get like really grounded mm -hmm. and yeah but it's all a visualization mm -hmm. so like i visualize just like getting really rooted into the earth and then like getting really centered like using the earth and the sun and just imagining like roots growing from my head to from down under me and just being really centered mm -hmm. and then because i feel like cosmically there's always things happening yes. and energies that like we're being imprinted with and so if i can just visualize that and even if i'm just saying in who knows if it's real or not yeah. it makes me feel better yes i always am like I don't care if it's placebo effect. Yeah, like, like, I don't give a shit. Like, if it's working, awesome. Yeah. And, like, it's just, I think, like, a daily practice like that has been really beneficial for me. Like, yes, I'm I'm into plant medicines, but I don't think that's the only that's avenue. That's not the only thing you that know? you do to cope with your... Yeah. You work... You do a lot of, like... I feel like you just... You try a lot of things, and you learn about a lot of different, like meditations like we've done sound baths together and like you've done breath work and so yeah it's it's like the plant medicine's just part of the recipe it's not the only thing yeah and that's just for me because yeah. i enjoy it yeah exactly <laughs> but i'm i'm pretty much open to anything if if someone's like hey this might make you feel better this mm -hmm. might align you better i'm like let's try it let's freaking give point, it a try I've, I've been to the lowest of lows where I've wanted to kill myself, so I might as well do whatever I can to, like, want to live. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, we're here, so let's freaking figure out some... Let's do some trial and error. Yeah. Let's figure <laughs> yeah. it out, man. We're, like, yeah, I feel like when you get to those really low points, it's just, like, yeah, anything. Like, okay, yeah, let me try it. Let's see how it goes, you know? But I love that also that the cold plunges that you've found, like, how helpful have been for you. And I know you're not the only one. Like, there's science behind it, which clearly neither of us know the science. But, but I don't need to know it. But you don't it, need to know, I just know it. Yeah, me that you it's know that it works. Helpful. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that I, like, would eventually like to do. I'm a huge huge wuss even like we're here at maple grove and there's the river just right there and on our way up i was like yeah you know what i think i'm gonna try a cold plunge i think i'm gonna do it and then we get out there in our swimming suits like i'm like no just, this is the cold plunge just get me straight into the hot springs i'm not going near the river like 
Why did I think that that was a good idea? So that didn't happen. So clearly now's not the time, but (laughs) maybe eventually. Yeah, I feel like timing is a thing too. Yeah. These certain things I wasn't ready to try either. Yeah. But now I am. Well, one thing that I think is interesting is that, I, and I think this is just like human nature, we're all like, when we find something that works for us, we become like missionaries for it. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you've got to try this, man. It's going to help you so much. And while that is like, it's good, like we want to be spreading the things that help mm-hmm. because otherwise, how will you ever find what's going to work for you? But something I've realized is like, okay, just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody yeah. else. You know what I mean? And there might be something out there that for one person is like, this is amazing. And then for the next person, they're like, this doesn't work. But it is just about, like, trying things. You have to just keep trying. And it's so challenging to have depression and find the motivation to try new things. I think that's, like, the, I don't know, that's, like, the super tricky part with depression is it's, like, we know what we need to do to get better. We, like, we know, you know, but it's, like, the getting there and the... The doing. The doing, yeah. It does take a lot of work. But it's like baby steps, and that's what I am telling myself anyway. Like, <laughs> I just have to like, keep taking one step. And even if it's like, I'm getting this one, I did two minutes of meditation or something. Like, you did two, med- two minutes of meditation. Awesome. That's two minutes more than you did before, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, so I feel like with you, like, you've kind of built this practice, like, uh, built this recipe over the years, you know, like you've been really working hard to like find what works for you. And when you have the motivation, you're doing those things, you know? Yeah. And with the cold plunges for sure, it's been like, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do it. It's like 20 degrees outside and Mm -hmm. then I'm going in some cold water, but I'm like, you can do anything for two minutes. And, like, you kind of need to do this so you don't die. Yeah. Yeah, this is, like, survival. Like, this is serious. Yeah. Because I have a family, Mm -hmm. you know, and friends that I don't... So, it's, like, this is actually really important. Yeah. To do. Yeah, and I think it's so hard for people to... Like, I think I talked about on the last episode, like, it's invisible to other people. Mm -hmm. And, like, you were saying... You're happy person. Oh, totally. Like, if you're hanging out with April, (laughs) you're not like, oh, she's so depressed. Like, no, it's like, both of us, we have fun, we laugh, we're just like, silly and goofy, and it's just, I think with people that have never experienced depression, they're like, what? You seem fine. Yeah. And you I know, am. and it's like, well, yeah, but also Until like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're teetering and then you're like, well, oh shit. Now I'm back down in this rut again. And it's like so hard to claw myself out. So I think like proactively doing things before you get in the rut is the, the part that I need to work on. But it sounds like for you that like these cold plunges and like your retreats and everything are kind of what helps you not get in your rut. Yeah. Or not get as deep in your rut. Yeah, because I definitely have gone there, and I feel like circumstances of mm-hmm. what's going on even globally, you know, yes. it's going to affect oh my gosh. all of us, like yeah. the pressures out there. And just so, the energy, like just so much sad things going on, so many sad things going on. Um, 
outside it's the energy of it it's it's upsetting yeah and so it's like when you're already prone to depression and then things are kind of going to shit in the world around you it's yeah it can get a lot yeah. But I love that you do the energetic shield thing because that is, um, I did learn something like that in a class I was taking on chakras and just like, I would picture like light coming out through the crown of my head and then just kind of enveloping me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like who knows if it's actually working, but like, like I said, like placebo effect. Cool. But, but also, I think it does. Why I mean, can't you have it the attempt intention. Yeah. yeah. Like. Definitely works for I me. I feel like it does work. Like, but for naysayers or whatever, you know, it's like, well, maybe just try it because you never know. And but I think it works because I believe that That's it does. so true. So yeah. that's where it's like, yeah, all these things, this is what I do, mm-hmm. but this is like unique to me and my experience and my chemistry and everything. Mm-hmm. You totally. know, I think. Yeah. Because for some people like, like me, I... I'm not in a place where I could stop taking antidepressants. Like, it would not be okay. I would not be okay. And so, it just depends. And I think you just have to kind of, yeah, like, use your intuition and, yeah, trial and error, unfortunately. And timing. And timing. Yeah, timing. Because it's, like, maybe in five years. Like, there's nothing wrong with taking antidepressants. But, like, it doesn't work for everyone. And, like, you were saying, your body would just adjust to it. Mm -hmm. I feel like mine does that, too. And then it's, like okay, well, it's like maxing out, (laughs) maxing out pretty much. Yeah. And then getting off and starting a new one is so tricky. So I think it's amazing that you've found like natural ways. I think also like it comes down to awareness and Mm -hmm. acceptance too, because I think part of depression can be like you know, you compare yourself to others and you look at them and you're like, well, why am I struggling so much? Because mm-hmm. I do have a lot to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Like my life is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. But it's just like these ebbs and flows. And like for me, I, I definitely feel like it's synced to my moon cycle. Yeah. You know, my totally. menstruation. But it's just like almost like if you can it's hard when you're in it, but if you can have a full awareness that like, oh, it will turn around mm-hmm. or like, I will be able to get through this. I'm low right now, but I know this isn't going to last forever. Then I think it's like you almost like have the energy to like see the light of day. Totally. So, like prior experience proves to you that you've been through this yeah, before and, and come out on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just gets exhausting that it keeps happening yes that's the thing it is exhausting and it's like i mean we've talked about like maybe you have pmdd as well you know and that might be part of like why your ebbs and flows can be so intense and it is just exhausting Mm -hmm. and it's crazy it's always crazy to me that like the relief is coming from (laughs) like bleeding out of your vagina (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's intense. intense. That's like freaking intense, and that's the relief. But I'm like, oh, bring it on. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. Like, okay, whoo, yeah. sigh of relief, yeah. you know? And it's just like women are badass. <laughs> it's a <laughs> like, lot. It's, it's, it's a fucking <laughs> lot, man. 
Anyway, um, oh, we have to check out of our place now. Welcome back to the psych patient. <laughs> We've relocated to the group yurt because we had to check out of our room. So, new location. There's a giant gong in here. We'll take you to another dimension. Here we are. <laughs> so, should we talk a little bit about human design? Because that's something both of us really like. And I feel like something that's been helpful for both of us in navigating just life lately. Yeah. I feel like it has been really helpful just understanding maybe how I work uniquely to everyone else in, yeah. in the world. So I feel like that's been really beneficial and part of like the acceptance process with Maybe moods and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and even let's, just the let's cycle. Let's talk about like what it is for people that don't know. Like what is human, human design? It's a... Uh, I mean, if I guess some people would say it's just the mechanics of how you work. But it's like we're all completely different. Yeah. Um, and it, so it takes like your birth time and your birth location... And your date. And so it kind of uses like the planets, like your alignment where you, when you were born and where the planets were. And I think it, it uses some of the I Ching system. Um, but it's just like a, a cultivated system to help you. I mean, in the end, I think it's the most beneficial tool for just making decisions yeah. for your unique design. design. Yeah. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. we're all kind of, there's like basically three different aura types, and even though there's similarities, we each have our own unique way of expressing or experiencing that or auric type. And I think so with human design, it's like it can be it's like can be pretty complex. But like we were talking about last night, like when it comes right down to it, it's the basics of what, like your energy type and your, what did you call it? Strategy and authority. Strategy and authority. Yeah. And for me, I'm a reflector. And so, 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 so my strategy is to lunar cycle for big decisions, which is challenging because I feel like I'm an impatient person. So it's all about kind of waiting To to know if something's correct for me. But in that same aspect, I think it's been helpful because if, say, someone asks me, oh, you know, this is for like big decisions. Clearly, I can't wait a lunar cycle to to decide what you're getting at the store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I've seen it where it's like sometimes in that decision making process, if I wait a lunar cycle and say the the thing changes or it almost like falls away or it's just not even a problem anymore. Then I don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. I don't need to make a decision because a lot of times people can't wait yeah. for my decision and that's okay mm-hmm. because then I guess that's not correct for me. Yeah. Or what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, totally. And like for you as a generator and your sacral, mm-hmm. so it's like 
really you, it is listening to your gut. Yeah. Like in the moment, how you feel about it. And it's tricky because I also have so much anxiety and I have such a hard time telling between my gut intuition and my anxiety. And so that's something that I'm working on trying to kind of differentiate and it's not easy work, but I do think that, um, my gut is reliable a lot of the time. I I kind of have to ask myself, like, because if I, if I paid attention to my anxiety as if it was intuition, I would be like running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Like, because my anxiety is always telling me, like, well, don't get off that exit because then you might get in an accident. Get off the next one, then you'll be safe. And it's just stuff like that that doesn't, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, so I have to kind of learn how to say, is this fear-based thinking? Mm-hmm. Or is this, like, just kind of unknowing? When I think... That's why I like human design because like in that instance, it's like your mind is going to think of reasons why mm-hmm. you shouldn't do something. And I, but I think it takes practice to really tune into your authority, yeah. like what that is. But so it's like, get out of your mind and into your body. Like, mm-hmm. How is your body responding that. to things? Yeah. I love that. That's such a good way to put it. Get out of my mind and into my body. Yeah. It's for me, human design has been like, so I have the, my human design app. It's just so interesting. And I love, I found some like really good accounts on Instagram that are really good at just breaking things down in a way that you understand. And so I feel like everyone (laughs) should get (laughs) figure out their, yeah, everyone should figure out what their design is. I mean, I don't know. It's just very interesting and very helpful at times as well. I think with human design, you can go as deep and complex as you want. Mm-hmm. There's like, I, I don't, I don't even know. I've only been like experimenting with it for like four years and it's even like knowing the information, it doesn't necessarily make it easy, but in some ways it does. Yeah. Because it can get really complex, but it's really if you just stick to the basics of like strategy and authority, then it's almost like everything else kind of should align. But I think it's more challenging getting to the the trueness of your authority and strategy, Mm -hmm. I guess. And figuring out how to tune into it and use it. Like... There's also, like, your strongest, they'll say, like, your strongest sense. Like, for me, it's smell. And for you, it's smell, Mm -hmm. right? For cognition, yeah. Yeah. So, different things like that that are just super interesting. And Yeah, I just feel like that's been another tool Mm -hmm. to, like, almost allow the moods. Because I, I know, like, as a reflector, I am considered a lunar being because I kind of like follow the moon and the moon is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not always like this positive with the changes and the flows, but on one hand it is comforting to know like 
that is just the way it is and it is going to affect me yeah so it's just like surrendering yeah and kind of like what you were saying earlier about like acceptance awareness and acceptance like now you're more aware of like okay this is just kind of how my body is designed Mm -hmm. to work so i just kind of have to know that this cycle will end and start up again. <laughs> and I think we are all trying, like how we kept saying, like, this is what works for me. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot say if it's going to work for everyone else. Yeah. But it's just like, I think a lot of times with emotions or depression, we think that we shouldn't be experiencing this. It's but, like it's a bad thing. Yeah, but you know what? I am. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just need to deal with it mm-hmm. and, like, stop trying to, like, live my life like someone else. Yeah, like, live your life like someone who doesn't have depression. Yeah. Like, that's just not possible. Because it's not like it's gone away. I just, I'm more aware of it and I know how to handle it better. Mm-hmm. That's what has happened yes, in my exactly. life. exactly. Because it's not... And that's something that I'm trying to accept. Speaking of acceptance is like, this is just part of my life. Mm-hmm. So how can I keep living and learn to thrive despite the mental health fight that I find myself in every day? Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I think all of those tools are super we recommend them. <laughs> well, April recommends them. I haven't tried ayahuasca. Hey, I'm just saying, I, I'm not recommending anything for anyone. I'm just saying, in my experience, what has been helpful. Yes. I don't want to be responsible for yes. anybody else. Yeah, cancel that. I'm just going to cut that part out. <laughs> Actually, we don't want to be like, please sign a waiver. Yeah, I'm not recommending anything. I can say that. <laughs> But I think the whole point of this podcast is like learning from each other's experiences, just having more things in our toolbox, more things to think about. Like maybe, maybe I could try this. Maybe, I don't know. But, but like, so yes, we're not recommending anything. (laughs) We're saying (laughs) this is what works for April. And, um, maybe it could work for you too, but that's up to you. Yeah. If you want to, you know, go that route, but it's, I think it's really good to know like all the different routes that you can go, um, and all the different ways that different people handle their mental health challenges. Yeah. I think it's just trying it and figuring it out Mm -hmm. and tuning into yourself. Yeah. I want to ask people that come on this podcast about like books they've read or songs they've listened to or quotes or art or anything that has helped them through um that other people could possibly add to their toolbox as well yeah I feel like in like one part of my life when I was in the depths of some pretty heavy depression um the book by Eckhart Tolle Tolle? I don't know how to say it. Eckhart Tolle, maybe? I don't know. Um, The Power of Now. And I just listened to it on Audible, and it just, I mean, it's just all about really living in the present moment, and almost like nothing else matters. And so when I can constantly remind myself that if I'm like what I call flailing, you Mm -hmm. know, 
Um, if I'm just like, okay, in this moment, I'm actually fine. I'm safe. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm good. Like really nothing else is going on. Mm -hmm. So that that's just been a really helpful tool. And I think like you were talking about coping skills. Mm -hmm. And of course for me, it's like the cold plunges have been like an amazing tool. Um, but also like, and this is cheesy probably, but just being in nature, yes, like just totally. being in nature and like fully in a state of gratitude for being on this planet, mm -hmm. because this is like an incredible planet and we get to be here flying around through space, <laughs> just like and not have to think about it. And, and it like really is like, that's when I can find like beauty mm -hmm. in it all. Like it's so easy if you just step outside and look at a tree or whatever, just yeah, really show gratitude for the earth. Then I feel like you can find. Yeah. Then you can find more elsewhere as well. Yeah. Like when I'm outside, I definitely feel like it helps. It always helps my mood to just like be outside and then looking around at like the beautiful scenery or even just like when we were sitting in the hot springs and like different birds flying over us, you know, and being like, what kind is that? And just being curious about the earth. Cause there's just like never ending things to discover about earth. I feel like, well, right? yeah, I mean, it's like you're constantly in the ocean alone. It's like <laughs> experiencing all the elements, mm -hmm. you know, it's just incredible that it, it's just snows. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. It's just, Oh, here's some pretty snowflakes. Yeah. That are really cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then do you happen to have any songs that you can think of like off the top of your head that you would add to like the psych patient <laughs> playlist? <laughs> oh, let me think. Honestly, like I, I can't think of a particular song right now, but like for me personally, I love Rufus the Soul. Mm. And it's just not that all the songs are like happy go lucky, but it's just an upbeat tempo. And, you know, I feel like, yeah, music mm -hmm. itself is like super therapeutic. And so that's just one band I kind of like to play to help move my body. Totally. Get me, get me like in a more happy state. Yes. Love that. We'll choose a Rufus song <laughs> and put it on the playlist. Okay. Okay. Uh, I wanted to share a quote before we bid you all adieu. This is by Matt Haig, who I quoted in the last episode because clearly I love all the things he has to say. This is a different book. This is, I believe it's called the comfort book. And it's just like a bunch of little paragraph chapters that are just different little thoughts that mm. he's had that I think are really good. Uh, this one says, you don't have to be positive. You don't have to feel guilty about fear or sadness or anger. You don't stop the rain by telling it to stop. Sometimes you just have to let it pour, let it soak you to your skin. It never rains forever. And know that however wet you get, you are not the rain. You are not the bad feelings in your head. You are the person experiencing the storm. 
The storm may knock you off your feet, but you will stand again. Hold on. I think that's a good one. That's great. With what we were all yeah. just talking about. So Acceptance and just... And just kind of... Like you were saying with the snow. It's like, it's just snowing. Like, your depression just happens. It's like, it's just... I think it's unreasonable to think that we're supposed to feel happy and good all the all time. All the time, yeah. Because I don't. So yeah. maybe I need to stop... Like, have more realistic goals yeah, and than that. Maybe stop beating ourselves up for feeling sad, like he was saying in the quote, you know? Like, sadness is just an emotion, mm-hmm. and it's just, it happens. And, I mean, obviously, it sounds a lot easier than it really is. Yeah. Like, I'm clearly not the one to be <laughs> saying this, but, like, <laughs> I think it is an important thing to think about is just kind of, yeah, being present in the moment and even if a if a feeling or an emotion is uncomfortable, being like, yeah, this is uncomfortable, acknowledging it, and then mm-hmm. just being like, yep, but I'm feeling it, or and I'm feeling it, and this too shall pass. Yeah, and know? it's gonna, it's not gonna last forever. And when you're in the moment of like the darkness, and someone says this too shall pass, you're like. When? When? Yeah. And also, I want to punch you. Don't <laughs> say that to me. But it's true. It always does pass. And so that's, I think, important. And I like at the end how he just said, hold on. Because I think that's like the biggest thing. Just keep fighting the good fight, man. Yeah. Because there really is like amazing things out there to experience. Yeah. Like these hot springs. <laughs> Like freaking, yeah. I've been wanting to come here for so long and we're here and it's been incredible. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> thanks, April. Yeah. For coming and hanging out with thanks me. Thanks for having me. And in the name of psych patients everywhere. Amen. A woman. A woman. <laughs> you want to go do the gong again? We'll gong. Yeah, we'll gong. Let's gong us into another dimension.